Welcome in, TriStar Sports Live, TSL, presented by Parks Motor Sales on this Monday, January the 18th. Nothing to see here. You can go home, just keep moving, nothing to see here. (laughs) (laughs) JP playing West Duncan with you. Happy Monday. Oh, man, what a a show this has turned into. Um, we were expecting, you know, a typical uh, reaction to divisional round of the NFL and, you know, maybe some other coaching searches and, um, you know, the run-of-the-mill mid-January uh, ho-hum stuff. But um, a mere 30 seconds after <laughs> after we got off on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports uh, today, this morning at 11, news started uh, fluttering around the Twittersphere and social media that uh, the news, uh, Jamie Pruitt, head football coach, now former head football coach at the University of Tennessee, was fired today. Also, athletics director Philip Fulmer will be retiring once a new athletic director is hired. The university has already hired the Parker Executive Search Firm to find a new AD, that person will then engineer the coaching search and have, um, I guess, the final say on the new head coach as uh, the uh, they want them to kind of run together from that perspective. So, um, obviously, Wes, uh, you know, the timing is, is, I guess, the biggest surprise. However, it was apparent that they were looking for something um, to um, to fire with calls. There obviously was an investigation. Apparently, they found something. I think that's what led to Kevin Steele being hired in the midst of a coaching hiring freeze, by the way. He was brought on, and he is being named the interim head coach. Um, until they can hire a permanent one. So the timing is all based on the investigation that they got enough and they made the decision today. Um, it was a um, it was a somber moment. We'll hear from uh, both Chancellor Dondi Plowman and A.D. Fulmer in just a moment. But before we get to that, your first reaction, Wes, when you heard the news today. Well, when I heard the news, I don't want to say, um, you know, I was too shocked because you and I had been talking about this conversation weeks prior to this, um, especially I, I, I hate to use the term, the old cliche, the writing on the wall, so to speak. But I think we all saw this. We just didn't know it was a matter of not uh, if, but when, uh, when they hired Kevin Steele, because you know, Kevin Steele is a defensive coordinator. And when you hire him as a defensive assistant and doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't even have a role atta- attached to that, you knew something was up. Uh, and my second 
major reaction was as I listened to the the com- press conference today. Uh, from the findings from the chancellor and Randy Boyd and Fulmer, there was more than just one. Let's just all our listeners out there. Uh, it, it was multiple, multiple infractions, uh, so much that they they were in full compliance of removing him quick. Yep, and um, as I mentioned, uh, I do want to get to the sound from the press conference that happened at 3 Eastern, 2 Central this afternoon. It lasted, uh, I don't know, some 25 minutes. They did take a few questions. Um, Here is, um, according to ESPN.com, who I think may have been at the forefront of this, but uh, they obtained a portion of a notice of intent to terminate letter Mm -hmm. that was sent to Pruitt, and here's what it says, quote, Impartial, quote, the conduct by at least two assistant coaches and several recruiting staff members are likely to lead to an NCAA finding of level one and or level two violations of one or more governing athletic rules. The university also has concluded that these likely findings were the result of either your material neglect or lack of reasonable preventative compliance measures now here's how it wow. sounded from uh, chancellor Dondi plowman earlier today the information provided to date indicates a significant number of serious ncaa rules violations while we have no choice but to continue to ask for your patience while both the university and ncaa investigate The personnel actions we are announcing today are an indication of the gravity of what we have discovered. Today, Athletic Director Fulmer and I issued termination letters to the following. Assistant football coaches Brian Niedemeyer and Shelton Felton. Also, four members of our on-campus football recruiting staff. Additionally, our director and assistant director of football player personnel, and finally, a football analyst quality control coach. That brings me to the question of our head coach. Coach Jeremy Pruitt is the leader of the football program. He is responsible for hiring assistant coaches and the staff and making sure that those who report to him comply with the NCAA rules. Coach Pruitt hired and was responsible for monitoring all nine employees that we have issued termination letters to today. Based upon what we know, it is clear that Coach Pruitt did not adequately promote an atmosphere of compliance and or monitor the activities of the coaches and the staff who reported to him. Accordingly today, Athletic Director Fulmer and I agree that we have no choice but to move forward with terminating Coach Pruitt. What is so disturbing, as demonstrated by the scope of these employment actions we are announcing today, is the number of violations and the number of people involved, and their efforts to conceal their activities from our compliance staff and from leadership within the athletic department. Philip and I agree that defensive assistant coach Kevin Steele should be named acting head coach. Coach Steele has deep volunteer roots, having played here and coached here in the past. We will give him the support he needs to keep the program moving forward towards success.
All right, so that was uh, Chancellor of the University of Tennessee, Don D. Plowman, earlier today at the press conference. Uh, a couple of things of what we heard in just a moment, Wes. What we didn't hear there but was said in her comments was her reaction or her thoughts about Philip Fulmer. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, he will be stepping down immediately following the hiring of a new athletic director, so he will stay on in that acting role, if you will. Uh, He'll just continue to be the AD until a new one is hired, but he is uh, retiring um, effective immediately, I guess. Uh, Just he'll be in the acting role. But uh, Plowman mentioned emphatically that none of this tied back to Fulmer, and uh, his squeaky clean (laughs) reputation, I think, was something that she used um, so I thought that was interesting of that, um, you know, Fulmer 70, we'll hear from him in just a moment. Um, you know, he's going to ride off into the sunset and, you know, he's going to come out unscathed. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about how I feel about Fulmer and his yeah. responsibility in this after we hear from him. Um, but, uh, in just a moment, you've got the list of names. You heard yeah. Dondi Plowman nine. Um, I want to. I want to mention uh, another quote from the letter that was sent to Fulmer ESPN.com again with this. Um, and you heard a little bit of this, but there are some scathing words in this. This is a really big deal. Uh, here is part of that letter quote: "Your failure to promote and maintain an atmosphere of compliance." and to monitor the activities of the coaches and staff members that report directly or indirectly to you has led to the current NCA investigation and is bringing and will likely continue to bring the university into considerable public. um, This is a part that I don't think she mentioned, public uh, disrepute, embarrassment, content, scandal, and or ridicule. Um, I mean, these are are scathing words, and – um th- this is not um you know thank you Pruitt uh time to move on it didn't work out this is how dare you let this happen uh, you are falling on the sword 100% for this and um everything tied to this will be tied directly to you as we try to come out of this so uh I mean well, this it should yeah. it, it should JP because he was hired to do a job uh and he knew coming into the job, the the passionate fan base of Tennessee, the rich tradition of the Tennessee program, um, and it turned into a dumpster fire, and everybody mm-hmm. knew it. Um, the two assistants, she mentioned Brian Niedermeyer and Shelton Felton, uh, they were like, you know, uh, it's, player position coaches, but these are the ones that are key, JP. The director of player personnel, which is Danny Stiff, all right, assistant director of player, JT Hill, directors of recruiting, Rachel Bell and Bethany Gunn, all right, and assistant directors of recruiting, Shantrice Boone and Taylor Hooker, as well as offensive analyst, quality control, running backs coach, Larry Harold, who was a quote-unquote, used to be a former Georgia high school football coach. So this is, if you're catching for the listeners out there, 
you, you're taking a very successful coach from the high school ranks in Georgia and you're bringing him on staff and you, you're getting nailed for recruiting violations. <laughs> Put two and two together, yeah. people. Read right between those lines. Uh, but I thought this word you just mentioned, and I don't want, I know we've got to listen to the other, but dysfunctional. Uh huh. Dysfunctional. Yep. When you're paying somebody millions of dollars to run a program and have a culture, the word dysfunctional should never come into play. Yeah. Disrepute, embarrassment, contempt, scandal, and ridicule. All words Rid- used today by Donna Plowman uh, and Fulmer in that letter um, of termination to Philip Fulmer. Again, we're, we're discussing potential level one or level two violations. Um, so, uh, you know, these these are big deal. And, and all those people that you just mentioned, and we heard – Chancellor Plowman also mentioned all of those people were hires of Jeremy Pruitt, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, I mean, now he's responsible for everybody, whether he hired him or not. However, uh, specifically the people that got their termination letters today and are they're charging as being responsible for all of this are all people that uh, Pruitt directly hired. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Plowman was emphatic about – uh, Philip Fulmer not having any knowledge of any of this. I think those were her words. He also took some time to speak um, this afternoon on this situation. None of us obviously are pleased to be here under these circumstances. We are all deeply disappointed in the individuals who engaged in the behavior desca- described in the report. The unexpected need to hire a new coach caused me to reevaluate my place in the organization. My thoughts are I'm 70 years old. I am not going to be the athletic director at age 80. It was always my expectation I would move on from athletics sooner rather than later. It only makes sense that I make that move this semester so that a new coach with a new athletic director can implement their vision together. As dark as this day is, there's a light. I ask our great alumni and fans to be supportive and lift up this program as we fight through these difficult times. This is a very crucial time for that very thing. Uh, We have a team meeting this afternoon uh, that will address uh, our team. Um, We have a big enough team room that we can spread out and be safe with with the virus and everything. I'll, I'll address them. Uh, Dondi will be present to to do so, and uh, and Coach Steele will be be there as well. All right. So that was Philip Fulmer uh, mentioning about a meeting this afternoon to address the team. He will be there. He mentioned, of course, Dondi Plowman, the chancellor, and the acting head coach Kevin Steele, who was just hired what last week. Wes, yes. I, I believe it was amidst a coaching yes. freeze, amidst a coaching hiring freeze, right? Too, by the way, yeah. And that and that that proves our point, JP. Uh, I mean, if anybody couldn't see the writing on the wall and the speculations, you don't go out and hire somebody when supposedly the universities put a hiring freeze on. If you don't see this coming down the line, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and j- get the ball rolling because I know you're ready to fire up on on Philip Former. I think it is. The dude is lying through his teeth. 
Um, I, I think we all, if anybody knows anything about and passionate about Tennessee football, you knew the, how Philip Fulmer got the job. I mean, he stabbed Johnny Majors in the back when the dude was in the hospital. And I, I don't trust a word he says. I mean, it's kind of like a, a, a business owner saying he doesn't know what was going on in his business. Yeah. Uh, don't turn a blind eye and try to come out, you know, crystal clear on this stuff. This is, uh, you have to know. It, it, if he didn't know, then that tells me that Philip Fulmer wasn't doing his job as an athletic director. Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts about Fulmer. And, um, you know, he, um, you know, he mentioned, you know, he's 70. Um, and, and what I didn't put in that sound bite was that, him talking about being 70 is that he sees the university finding a coach that can be there for at least the next 10 years. Uh, with that being said, he's not, you know, going to be the AD at, uh, 80. So, you know, well, that right there goes to show you how far he's out of touch with reality (laughs) in the first place, because the, the, the days of, um, the days of of coaches, the longevities of coaches staying in any place for more than ten years is ridiculous because uh, the money talks and people are jumping. These these coaches now are going where the money's at, and all it takes is somebody to to offer you a lot of money. I mean, look at Urban Meyer. I mean, the last thing we heard from him, he was you know on his deathbed. He was never going to coach again. Somebody offers him twelve million, he's Lazarus. He's healed. He's going back to coaching. So, I mean, for Fulmer to make that statement that we're going to hire somebody that's going to be here for 10 years, I mean, if he's if he thinks he's, you know, telling the truth on that, he needs to get on TV and be the next Miss Cleo because he can tell the future better than any of us. Um, all right. I'll, I will uh, convey my thoughts on the other side of the break of, um, of how I see this as it relates specifically to Fulmer. Obviously, anytime there is a coaching change and a vacancy avail for any of the teams that we care about, it always goes to, well, who's next? So well, I'm sure you. our first, uh, we will get into that coming up in just a little bit. Good. Um, Good. Plenty of uh, opportunity to discuss this breaking story from earlier today. Jeremy Pruitt out as the head football coach at the University of Tennessee. Philip Fulmer retiring as soon as they hire a new one. We'll talk about that when we come back. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. JP Plan West Duncan with you on this Monday, January the 18th, 2021. And um, in case you just got in your car and maybe you know you haven't been on social media today or uh, you know not uh, not checking with your emails or uh, some of your uh, UT friends may not have texted you. Did you see what happened? Um, the news today, 
broke uh, late this morning uh, around 11, at least our first uh, viewing of it, and that Jeremy Pruitt, along with nine, um, I don't know if the nine includes him or not, but all hired by him, all received termination letters today, including Pruitt, um, because of some um, NCAA violations. They are looking at uh, major level one and or level two violations potentially being levied on the University of Tennessee, the football program, and the university. So he is out um, due to this. Philip Fulmer announced today that he will be retiring as athletic director as soon as a new one is hired. The university has um, procured the uh, services of Parker Executive Search Firm to hire the new AD. They're going to do that first, then the AD. I don't know if the firm, this firm will also help hire the coach, but that AD will be part of that process to hire the new football coach at the University of Tennessee. So they want the AD uh, to come in first and then the AD along with the coach to have kind of a joint uh, master plan, which makes some sense. Um, right. I, 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 I think that's a wise uh, progression to go to get the AD first. Um, so I, I say this kind of tongue-in-cheek kudos to Philip Former for seeing that. However, <laughs> um. Here's my take on on former. You know, seventy. He mentioned that he is seventy. He mentioned that you know he sees them hiring a coach that should be there at least for ten years to provide stability for the program, which is true. You know, you don't see that very often nowadays, but which is true. Bottom line, he doesn't plan on being there through a long time, so he is rationalizing him stepping down because of that and using this time to do so my take this is just my personal opinion um former based on his history and how he got the head coaching job and how he came back in as the interim <coughs> ad and then the athletic director is a pretty hands-on kind of guy right wes correct at, at least it at least appears to be that's putting it lightly yeah, yes especially when it comes to the football program mm-hmm. probably i i you know i don't know how much you know i guess you know he he did bring in Barnes right for uh, right. basketball, but um, you know football that's his thing, that's his jam if you will. Right. Um, the idea that he had no clue of anything like this going on in the football program, I, it's it's it comes across a little hollow to me. Now, you couple that with what Dondi Plowman said earlier today that she was emphatic that there was absolutely nothing tying Fulmer to these allegations. He is absolved of that, a squeaky clean reputation, I believe were her words, or I'm paraphrasing, but you get the gist. And he's coming out as the the old, you know, stalwart UT, his service to the university, um, thank you, Philip, for you know being willing to serve in our time of need. Uh, as he goes, you know, uh, he's being put out to pasture, right? Yeah, and and, and, and so, um, and so, I that's where I you know he's leaving, and and that's that's probably a good thing. I think he's making the smart decision. My opinion is that this was a negotiated out. 
Uh, odds are he didn't have a buyout. If he did, it had to be minimal because he he came in as an interim to begin with. So it's not like he had a contract like Coach Pruitt. So, therefore, there was nothing that they were going to have to pay him. However, his reputation at the University of Tennessee means everything to him. And he negotiated, in my opinion, negotiated the way that this all went the scathing remarks that they um, – I mean, yes, the head coach should be responsible, um, and the people that he hired who were doing these acts all should be held accountable and responsible. But the idea that Fulmer had nothing to do with it um, yes. and that he squeaky cleaned – they went too far, in my opinion, of trying to persuade – or you know, put Fulmer in this light, which they've always done – and uh, it's it's a little disappointing, but I think it's par for the course for the way that he's acted throughout the year. So that's my right. take on on former. He's going to be gone, so it's not worth spending a whole lot of time. But uh, but he is not without uh, blame in in some of this. Okay, you ready for me to drop the F- hammer? Fire away, JP. You are uh, too nice. Let's let's yeah. Let's, that's let's call I've been it like to see it. That is the biggest bunch of bull mess I've ever heard in my life. About Fulmer, not uh, what I said, ab- right? About Fulmer. Yeah, no, okay. you, you, you are correct. <laughs> you are correct in the sense that they tried to be, you know, uh, kids' gloves and, and don't want to tarnish the great Philip Fulmer legacy and stuff there at Tennessee because he won them a championship with, with Johnny Majors' players. But uh, – I got to correct us something. Uh, Barnes, he didn't bring in Barnes. Uh, Barnes was already there when he took the job. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. So don't even get him credit for that either. <laughs> um, I want to go all the way back to this. All started with Philip Fulmer when uh, you know he stabbed Johnny Majors in the back. All right. Then he goes on gets the head coaching job, and you know he has a great season. They win. You know in Tempe. Uh, I've still got the bag of Doritos that got the national championship on it, but that's for another story. But you know, reiterate you know, bring him back in. Uh, let's former stabbed Curry in the back when he was trying to bring in Mike Leach, former athletic director. Yeah, the uh, former Mike athletic Curry, right? Director. Yeah, and 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 everybody was excited about Mike Leach coming to Tennessee. You know, uh, that didn't happen. Then former gets in, he makes this hire. And this was his guy, and he allowed that uh, you know Jeremy Pruitt, and and I'm a fan of Jeremy Pruitt, but he allowed Jeremy Pruitt to bring in these people, and you can't tell me that somebody that's the athletic director doesn't, you know, I've been to colleges, and, and these college ads, they're at practice, they're throughout the building all day, they know what's going on, they got to sign off on it, so for him. To get this, you know, uh, oh, well, he's so great. And, and Randy Boyd, uh, you know, coach, we thank you so much <laughs> for all that. Thank you. I, I would look at him and said, hey, thank you for just now getting us on probation. It was a little nauseating, to be honest with you. It was. It was, it was grotesque. I mean, if, if, if I was a Tennessee fan, I'd probably be throwing up in my mouth when he <laughs> was saying that mess. Uh, because now that's going to, I mean, if you don't, if you don't have a good hire, you know, uh, this could set your football program back a lot. I mean, it's art. Let's face it; it's already been suffering for the last, you know, six years for the the coaches they go th- they've been through. Uh, I do want to say this and throw this out there, and you'll laugh about this, but this is true. 
all those upset Tennessee fans, Lane Kiffin don't look so bad now, does he? <laughs> there's uh, even there's yep. even groups going on saying, "Hey, bring Lane back, bring the Lane train." Yeah, that was it, a, that was a fun year. That was a fun year when he was there. Well, it was the most competitive year Tennessee's yeah, that's had. True. That's true. Uh, but you know, to 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 just reemphasize your point, I, I think it was a little. Uh, nauseating the fact that they look we get it Pruitt's I mean uh, former saw the writing on the wall he did and he's I mean think about this when they hire a firm to to look for a new coach uh, but but she announced that they did that to find an AD last week and then now he's mysteriously just going to retire come on uh, you know, you said he's 70 years old. Well, when he took the job permanently, he was 68. So he knew yeah. what he was going to get into. Oh, yeah. It ain't like, he, I mean, and he mentioned that, you know, he's, you know, it wasn't a, or Dondi did. And, and I think he mentioned this in the beginning, you know, this wasn't a long-term deal. I, that part's not a big deal. Um, it's, no. it's just that, you know, what she said about him and, you know, he started off with, um, we are really disappointed. I, I want to play that again, actually, just yeah, the beginning of of what Fulmer said, um, of of what I picked out, and actually, I think it was his opening remarks uh, regarding that. Take a, a quick listen. None of us, obviously, are pleased to be here under these circumstances. We are all deeply disappointed in the individuals who engaged in the behavior desca- described in the report. The unexpected need to hire a new so. We are extremely disappointed in those that um, you know participated in the allegations in this report. Um, you know, it's it's like um, you know uh, we can be yelled at or or told we did something wrong, but when somebody you know somebody you look up to says, "I'm really disappointed in you," you know that's like the ultimate death nail. In, right. And and you know. The just the vibe of him being all high and mighty. We're really disappointed in these people. Like how how dare Pruitt do this to me? It, it's right. just, it's you know it, it, it came it came to, across hollow and and yeah, disingenuous yeah. and and it's unfortunate. Um, you know I don't know what type of administration you know with Dondi and Dondi Plowman and. Um, whoever else is is running the Randy Boyd, whoever else is running things up there, and uh, you know, I don't know what kind of support or drive that they've got to uh, to making this work. Uh, Vandy's had this problem for years. Uh, they appear to have things going in the right direction and uh, have smart people and let them do their job. It doesn't appear that Tennessee either has smart people. They may do, but they're not allowing them to do their jobs. Well, and and here's the thing, <laughs> you know. Uh, for him to say, you know, we're disappointed. I mean, the first thing I would say is this is coming from a guy, and I, I'm I'm driving this point home. A guy that stabbed the other head coach in the back to get his position. I could look at him and say, "Hey, I'm disappointed. Now you got this job." <laughs> That's right. uh, but it, it is it, it doesn't look good. And my goodness, if you're Kevin Steele. Team meeting in the morning, guys. You know, I mean, look what he's one this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's. I mean, 
thanks to the transfer portal, I mean, you're you're probably going to. I mean, he's got to do what he can to keep all those guys there. Yeah. And you know, we could go into further speculation. Uh, whoever they bring in as AD may not like Kevin Steele. You know, that's an excellent point and something that was just starting to bubble up in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Wes, I want to talk about that when we come back um, because there's a lot of decisions that his acting head coach, Kevin Steele, will have to make. Um, and you're right. Uh, is this just going to be a dead year for Tennessee football and their program? We'll talk about it when we come back and potentially – who may some of the first calls be? Who should come? Uh, a long way to go before we get there. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. We'll be back right after this. TSL. Love it. Uh, Beastie Boys, a little sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> and you know On what? I levels. think that's, that's a fitting <laughs> song for you to play sabotage because my phone's been blowing up with all these uh, Alabama fans saying, you know what? Karma is, is you know mm-hmm. what? And fill in the rest because of the fact that. Philip Fulmer in early 2000s was the one that reported and turned in Alabama for recruiting violations to SEC Commissioner Roy Kramer back then. So it's kind of fitting that this all comes back in Fulmer's lap. Uh, yeah, I mean it's you know he's he he's not squeaky clean like uh, Dondi Plowman said. In, in the press conference today and um he's he you know he had covid um and he looked well i couldn't really tell much of a look but he sounded weak um now granted the uh the tone of the moment probably had something to do with that but he sounded weak and uh i'm sure he's ready to go to the house uh but but still if if they if she had not mentioned that and not made him out and randy boyd and all that you know made him like he was the savior what did he save he didn't save anything and that that's the issue i have i mean you know yes there are many many people that have done a lot worse to the university of tennessee and yes he's done a lot of good things but you know it it, just the way that they presented that today just it it rubbed me wrong today yeah because they said you know tennessee owes him a debt of gratitude uh, that that's the comment that caught me. I was like, "Whoa, you know, he didn't win like the the Alamo or anything like that for us." Right. Um, but um, and you know, passionate Tennessee fans, he brought him a national championship. And and let me say this: I know I'm coming down really, really hard on this, but this is the nature of the beast in NCAA. I mean, people just unless you're living under a rock. I mean, we can go back to the old movie Blue Chips. Where they exploited the oh, yeah. recruiting violation. You remember that? Shaq. Yeah, with Nick Nolte, Shaq, Penny, all those guys from <laughs> Indiana. I mean, this stuff is goes on in NCAA. Yeah. I mean, quit turning a blind eye. I mean, and, and and accept reality. But I mean, don't sit there and say I had no 
recollection of any wrongdoings and all that stuff. I mean, come on. Here's how I would have phrased that. If I, if I were, um, you know, giving former advice on how to um, present himself today, I would have said, um, I don't have a problem with the disappointment. I mean, the way he said it kind of mm-hmm. just, I guess with everything else, it came across as a high mighty. But, yeah, very disappointed to be here today. Um, you know, this is not the type of thing when I came on board that we wanted uh, to represent the University of Tennessee. Um, I take some responsibility for that. Uh, and because of that, I'm going to do everything I can to get the right people in place, including first and foremost, the next athletic director that will then hire the best coach that can be here for at least 10 years and together can rebuild this program back to where it was when we won the national championship back in 1998. That's all he had to say. Yeah. That's exactly. all he had to say. Exactly. And, and you know what that would have been? I mean, sometimes – you know the old <laughs> the truth will set you free, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, and people would get a lot more respect. You know, hey, if you just say, "Hey, we did some things we shouldn't have done," but we, hey, this program was so far behind the upper echelon programs that we felt like we needed to catch up. And and you know, let's face it, you could have said, "Hey, with all these kids coming out of high school now, they think they need to be wined and dined and treated like yeah. royalty for us to get them." I mean, say those kind of things yep. so that people or turn on Netflix and watch all these <laughs> these QB one shows. You'll see, uh, it's a crazy world we're living in. But I mean, you know, for them to come out and say that kind of stuff, um, which you know is going to lead us into the the topic we were talking about. I mean, I I don't even know like. Obviously, there were reports that, that they said in the letter that Peyton Manning is going to be in on the search for the next AD and head coach. Um, and that's fine. And that's and he should be. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, you know, but he's, I would have a few more others in there yeah. as well. I mean, this is a hire right here. These next two hires are ones that are they're very crucial moving forward because if you don't make the right hire, uh, this could be devastating for the, the University yeah. of Tennessee. Well, it goes back up to the administration if they don't make yeah. these right. I mean, this is on the administration. Those in charge of making the hire of the next AD, those signing off on this and projecting this football program uh, forward, it's all on those that make those decisions. They have to get this right yeah, because you you look at it, they they sabotage two men that were supposed to get that job. You go back to Mike Leach, but the one before that, Greg Schiano. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody got on Twitter and just I mean, I mean they were destroying that man, and he took over Rutgers and had a winning season. Yeah, you know? but the I guess that was that was a bad situation. But if if you're the athletic director of a university and you're so tone deaf that you can't see your fans reacting somewhat in that manner to that hire, then you don't need to be in that job. Oh, I, I agree with that. And that's what I'm saying. As an AD, they better have their pulse on every program that they're over. You know, because I'm sure at certain, you know, I know how it is at the high school and middle school and, and you know, those levels. In college, I'm sure they're – you know they have 
people that watch over different programs, but you've got to know the pulse of the program. Yep. Uh-huh. And, and and everything. I mean, let's let's face it. It's not like he's been living in a bunker like Joe <laughs> Biden. You know, he's got to get the paper. He's got to see media. I mean, yeah. if anybody, he knows that people were really, really upset with Pruitt in the football program this year. And I mean, we saw that the early rumblings. I mean, it was COVID. So when they did start getting to play, and then he fires a defensive coach in the second game of the season on the sideline. I mean, well, they're, okay, they're just that, some that people. The, yeah, there's some people that just aren't meant to be head coach. They don't handle managing well. It doesn't mean they're not a good X's and O's coach, a good recruiter, but they don't handle managing something like that. He was not a head coach before, um, and you know. I, I you can't I don't think you can understate that type of experience of managing a program like Tennessee. Uh it's 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 just a different thing. Here here's a, a little stat. Um if you include interim coaches since two thousand nine, um there are uh let's see, I had it here just a moment. Seven mm-hmm. seven head coaches since Philip Former. Can you name them? Oh, no. <laughs> well, well, I can name the I can name the hired coaches. Yeah, it was uh, what was it? Derek uh, Lane Kiffin, Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, then um, Jeremy Pruitt. The interims: uh, mm-hmm. Kippy Brown, Jim Chaney, and Brady Hoke. There you go. <laughs> and now Kevin Steele. Add Kevin Steele to that. And right. then they'll get another one because then they'll get a head coach. And that's something we've only got a couple more minutes left. But um, he's got some big decisions with the transfer portal. You mentioned that. Also, uh, the second signing day coming up in early February. All of that's going to come and go before, probably before they get a new AD, but certainly before they get a new head coach. So player personnel decisions. Steele's going to have to make that. Well, what if, you know, when they go through this hiring process, how much a part of this job is Kevin Steele going to be a part of? A, is he going to be a part of uh, – I don't think he's going to be part of hiring, but B, is are they going to tell whoever comes in to interview, hey, Kevin Steele has to be a part of this program? That I don't think that's a good way to go. I don't think you come in and say, this person has to stay here. Then I'm, I don't want to come. If I, right. can't, if I that- can't bring my people – that I want. Well, how could you trust? Or, or, me, or make this. my own decision that whether or not that somebody there is the right person to fit my right. program. Correct. And because, right, and, and let's face it, that guy was brought in. You don't know if that guy was brought in to be the next head coach, you know, talking about Steele. You know, that's, that, that, that doubt's always in your mind. Or to, to report back to the administration on what's going right. on. Uh, you know, it's, it's, right. now it's, it's an unfair position for Steele to be in. Now, he, and he, that's not, yeah. he took it and he's done it before, obviously, at Auburn. So he obviously was the perfect guy and he's a Tennessee guy. So it seems a perfect fit for this. But you put a, a hiring freeze on your coaching staff. Then you hire Kevin Steele. Then, this happens today, and you name still the acting head coach. I mean, <laughs> JP, I'm going to throw out one name for you right. because I know we're running short on time. But, all right, I really don't think we're, we're, we're especially with Tennessee with the allegations and the investigations and the findings, they're just not ready yet. And I'm talking about the SEC. Mm-hmm. 
to bring back the people that they the the person that they want. I mean, Tennessee fans have already been all over Twitter to saying bring back. Know, I mean, or to bring, excuse me, okay. Hugh Freeze back to oh. the state of Tennessee is what my point was being. Uh, they, they're saying, you know, back up the Binks truck to his house, bring him over, whatever it takes. But the SEC is not ready for that yet. I mean, you know, due to the fact that he went through similar stuff at the University of Ole Miss. Uh, the name that I'm hearing getting some uh, a lot of talk is Kevin Steele's former boss, Gus Malzahn. <laughs> the Gus bus okay. coming to Knoxville. All right. S- say that – okay, yeah, he's out there. Um, But Steele just was kind of reported guilty by association, if you will, of of pushing Malzahn out. Um, And so you bring him in. If I'm Malzahn, don't you get rid of Steele? Uh, I mean, that's yeah. the ultimate um irony, huh? Yeah. And, and we don't, you know, we don't, I mean, that's the thing about those two gentlemen. We don't know because we don't know what happened behind closed doors. But, yep. again, we can speculate. I mean, it should be an interesting week to see oh, some names that are going to be thrown out. It's just sure. getting started. Um, more details tomorrow morning, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. John Bryce will be joining uh, the show at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Be sure and tune in to see what he has to say. For Wes, I'm JP reminding you radio still loves you. Coming up next right here on WKOM is Hey Coach, men's basketball version. How about them Crimson Tide undefeated in the Southeastern Conference? That's coming up. Have a great Monday night. Thanks for tuning in to TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales.